Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode six of my brand new podcast, airing it out, Files from Leahy's Locker Room. And I'd like to thank you for stopping by episode six. And uh, I wanted to make sure I got a podcast episode out this week. Uh, it's been uh, actually a very, very busy week. And I'm uh, headed into Boston tonight as I've got a game to do at Boston University as uh, Merrimack gets set to take on BU as the college hockey season continues to uh, scurry right along. We only have seven games left in the season, so this is a real busy time. But I wanted to make sure I did a quick podcast uh, just to uh, continue the momentum uh, that we've been able to build here on the podcast. Last week, of course, I had my wife on, and uh, we talked a little bit about the effects that broadcaster schedules have on their spouses and how difficult that can be. And uh, we just covered a, a few coping strategies uh, for the spouses and how they can uh, kind of make it easier to deal with the nuttiness and craziness of the uh, broadcaster's life. So if you missed that episode, uh, please feel free and uh, go back and give that a listen. I thought there was a lot of great content in there. We've covered a lot of bases so far. We have a long, long way to go in terms of topics. I'm going to be getting another guest on, hopefully uh, in the next week or two. Uh, I've had a chance to talk with a good friend of mine who uh, does play-by-play uh, -play down at Providence College, Mike Logan. And Mike uh, will be joining me in the next week or two, and we have a great topic uh, picked out uh, to talk about with Mike. So that's going to be some great stuff, and I encourage you to uh, tune in uh, to that. But uh, today I want to do a quick podcast on handling criticism, how to uh, receive criticism, and if you must uh, uh, give feedback and criticism, how to do it properly. Uh, now it's, uh, this is going to be somewhat of a short podcast, but we're going to cover a lot in a very short period of time. So uh, in the course of uh, your broadcasting career, uh, you're going to be exposed to criticism at some point. Not everything you do is going to be uh, well-received. Uh, not all of the opinions you have are going to be well-received. You're going to have disagreements from time to time. I've had it myself. And, uh, you know, it, it won't be the last time that I've had criticism uh, sent my way. But I'd like to give you my, my kind of my thought process on criticism and why I think criticism is a good thing. A lot of people uh, uh, tend to look negatively upon criticism, but I don't. I think it's a positive thing. And the biggest reason why I feel that criticism is a positive thing is because I can learn from it. If you come from the mindset of someone being critical of you, you have to consider that maybe there's a grain of truth in what this person is saying particularly if the person is um, well-known and has uh, experience in the field. I always uh, look at criticism first. I always ask myself the question, what can I learn from this? You know, you always have to come from the mindset of there's always something new to learn. You know, you're never going to know, know it all. You're never going to learn it all. So that the first thing that helps me with criticism is I decide that maybe I can learn something. Uh, from criticism. And the second thing, uh, the second element of criticism is, number one, I can learn from it, but number two, it can help me grow as a broadcaster. It can make me better 
as a broadcaster. I can learn helpful tips. I can learn something that I wasn't doing before, something that I wasn't conscious of. And, you know, when we get wrapped up in, in doing a broadcast, you know, we get into the heat of the moment of it, but we don't always, we're not always aware of, of things uh, that might be picked up by an outsider. So someone who's listening, uh, particularly if it's a person who has exposure in the field of broadcasting, they may pick up on something that you're not aware of, and they'll point it out to you. So um, that, it, that's a very important part about criticism. Now, there's two types of criticism. Of course, there's constructive criticism and there's destructive criticism. And there's a big difference, and you need to know the difference between the two. Uh, con constructive criticism is by far the most helpful. And it involves someone making a suggestion about something that maybe you're not doing, that uh, you could do to make the broadcast better. And for con constructive criticism to be extremely helpful, you know, hopefully the person who's giving you the constructive criticism is giving you an example of what you might be able to do to get better. And it's always based on facts, you know. Um, I've had uh, situations uh, in my career where uh, I've had people uh, who have uh, given me tips, uh, constructive crip, uh, tips with specific examples of, uh, you know, something that I might be able to do that makes the broadcast better. And that's what I refer to uh, in constructive criticism. A great example of a guy who gives constructive criticism all the time is John Chelesnik, who is the uh, chief executive officer of the Sportscasters Talent Agency of America. And I belonged to that organization for, for quite a long time. And uh, John is great about giving um, feedback and critiques on uh, broadcasters' work. And he's very good also at, at uh, giving you supplemental information like uh, YouTube videos, uh, uh, you know, email uh, reminders about things that you, know, you might not always be paying attention to. I consider all of that as constructive criticism. Okay, John's giving you examples of things that maybe you're not aware of, that if you did do these things, it would make you better. One of the examples I remember is uh, John stresses the importance of uh, reading, you know, reading books that are particularly important to the field of broadcasters. You know, I have a huge broadcasting library that I... Uh, uh, I refer to, and you know that's a, that's a podcast topic in and of itself, and uh, I'll probably be touching on that in the week week uh, or two ahead. But uh, you know, again, that's an example of of something that you may not be aware of, books that you may not be aware of that will make you better, and that's just an example of constructive criticism. The other type of uh, criticism is destructive criticism, which is certainly. Uh, the worst of the two. I like to think of destructive criticism as being based on emotion and and opinion. It's mostly opinion, and there are the way you can tell the difference is there are no suggestions, no concrete suggestions suggestions in destructive criticism uh, that are designed to make you better. It's someone that uh, just kind of uh, randomly picks away at your work and doesn't offer any uh, practical solutions that would make you better. I'll give you an example. 
I was uh, last September. I was finishing up a broadcast in Brooklyn, New York. In fact, it was the uh, New York Penn League Championship game, Game Three. I was at MCU Park in Brooklyn. I was working with the Lowell Spinners, and we were playing the final game of the New York Penn League Championship. And I finished up the broadcast. The Spinners lost uh, that game three in heartbreaking fashion, and uh, Brooklyn won the, the New York Penn League Championship that night. But uh, you know, I was feeling pretty, pretty bad, pretty badly as I walked out of MCU Park that night. And uh, I happened to get into my car, and I just uh, checked a few things online before I uh, went back. Uh, I, I think I drove home that night from Brooklyn. I didn't go back to the hotel, uh, but I had checked out of the hotel. So I was getting ready to drive home. And, uh, you know, from Brooklyn uh, back home here, it's about a four-hour drive. So I was just checking some things online. And I happened to come across uh, a... Uh, post. I believe it was on uh, Facebook. Uh, I think it was on Facebook, but there was a fan who uh, made some comments about my work. And he said something to the effect of, uh, I remember him comparing me to another broadcaster, which I think is great, by the way. I think uh, this particular broadcaster has been uh, in, in the business for a long, long time. And for me to be compared with him uh, certainly is great, but uh, that was pretty much the only positive thing in that in that whole post. He mentioned that uh, you know I was uh, I was devoid of emotion. He compared me to the other broadcaster and said the other broadcaster was was infinitely better than me, which which you know again it's fine it's someone's opinion, but he said something to the effect of there are many people uh, who feel the same way I do. Many people who feel that this guy should not be broadcasting Spinner's games. He's uh, devoid of emotion. He's unlistenable. Uh, you know, things of that nature. And, um, you know, again, I, I sat there and I thought to myself, well, let's see, what type of criticism is this? Is, is it constructive or, or destructive? I said to myself, what is this person uh, offering me in terms of concrete solutions? It's going to make me... A uh, better broadcaster, and there was nothing there. You know, it was uh, just a case of a guy trolling me. Uh, I don't know if he felt badly that the spinners lost. I don't know uh, if he felt uh, uh, that you know I just wasn't giving my best effort, which you know really was the farthest thing from the truth. I thought I was very engaged in that game three. I remember the home run that uh, the spinners hit in the top of the seventh inning. They put him ahead three to two. I remember that being one of the most uh, emotion-filled calls I've ever had on the air, but I thought it was kind of ironic that this person thought that I had uh, I had no uh, emotion in my voice uh, and said I was bland, uh, unlistenable, th you know, things of that nature. But you, can you see the difference? It's it, The difference is that there was nothing offered concretely that would make me a better broadcaster. So... Uh, those types of things I just have a tendency to ignore. I take it with a grain of salt. If there's nothing there that uh, allows me uh, to get better, if there are no concrete tips or suggestions, uh, then I dismiss it and I just move along. And uh, I, focus on, I focus on the good that I do and I focus on uh, ways that I can become better. I think that's, uh, that's the most important thing. Uh, so again... You can, you can approach constructive criticism in two ways. Number one, always uh, prepare to learn something. 
always be ready to learn and get better. All right, uh, that's pretty much how I go about receiving criticism. And again, I always look at criticism as a positive thing uh, based on the reasons I just gave. Now, there might be times when you're called on to uh, give uh, feedback. And with giving feedback, I think that there's only one way to do it, and that is constructively. I never, ever tear anyone down when I give them my thoughts on, uh, on their work. Uh, it's always constructive, and there's a way to do it. There is a specific way to do it so that it's effective. It helps the person learn and grow, and it makes the person feel better about themselves. I think those are the key things to remember. You always have to remember when you're giving constructive criticism, always highlight what the person does well first. Before you go into any thoughts about uh, how the other person can improve, always spotlight what they do well. You know, uh, give them that give them that feeling of importance which they have genuinely earned. Uh, anyone who's making an effort in broadcasting, anyone who's making an effort to call games is doing their very best, trying their very best. No one intentionally goes into a broadcasting booth and says, hey, I'm going to screw it up today. No, you're working hard and always look for those things that are positive that you can highlight that make the person feel good. And do it genuinely. Do it sincerely. You know, don't, uh, uh, don't just uh, be uh, run-of-the-mill about it. You want to be excited about what that person does well and make sure you highlight that uh, before you give any uh, thoughts or feedback. And... Uh, you know, give concrete examples about what the person does well. And then um, you, have to, you have to really come from a, a place of giving uh, honest appreciation for the person's work. And then once you've given that positive feedback about what the person does well, then you can give your constructive criticism. Uh, you can uh, talk specifically about what you feel needs to be uh, worked on. And then give concrete examples uh, of how you feel the person can implement that and become better. There's a great example of this in one of the greatest books that has ever been written. And it's a book I've read many, many times. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. It was a book that was written by a guy by the name of Dale Carnegie. I'm sure you've heard of it and heard of him. Uh, it is the uh, best book you can ever read on human relations and how to deal with people. But... There's an uh, example in the book of how uh, it is done where you can uh, praise a person first sincerely before giving uh, your feedback. And it has to do, it had to do with President McKinley uh, when he was running for president back in 1896. Uh, there was a Republican who uh, wrote a campaign speech uh, designed for President McKinley. And this speechwriter felt that uh, it was the best speech that President McKinley uh, could give. Now, this speechwriter read the speech aloud to President McKinley. And although it was really, really good, it wasn't really suitable for the occasion uh, that President McKinley needed to use it for. And McKinley knew that if he read the speech the way it was written, he was going to come under a lot of criticism for that. So McKinley realized uh, how enthusiastic uh, the guy was. He didn't want to hurt the man's feelings, but he knew he had to, uh, you know, kind of give some feedback 
so that the, the, the guy knew that, hey, you know, I'm going to read this speech, but it just isn't quite what I'm looking for. He had to say no uh, to the way the speech was written. So when he, uh, when he talked to the speechwriter, this is what he said, and I'm going to quote directly here from the book. He said, my friend, that is a splendid speech, a magnificent speech. No one could have prepared a better one. Uh, there are many occasions on which it would be precisely the right thing to say, uh, but is it quite suitable to this particular occasion? As sound and sober as it is from your standpoint, I must consider its effect from the party standpoint. Now, you go home and write a speech along the lines I indicate and send me a copy of it. And that's what he did. And McKinley uh, helped him write the second speech, and uh, he became one of the most effective speakers of that uh, particular campaign. So it's, that's a great example of, of how to, you know, give constructive criticism uh, without wrecking or ruining the person. It's like, the, it's like when you go to the dentist, you know, the dentist uh, gives you Novocaine uh, to kill the pain before he goes in and uh, drills and does the dental work, and you don't feel a thing. Well, that's kind of along the lines of uh, what this approach does. So uh, there have been many times in my career when I've been asked uh, to provide feedback on a person's uh, work, his demo, resume, whatever. And I'm proud that, you know, people will come to me and uh, seek my input on that. And I'm always healthy. I'm always ha happy and to help and oblige. And uh, I encourage, you know, anybody who, uh, anybody who wants to, to send me their work, uh, for me to listen to, I'd be happy to. You can send me an email at jlahey14 at comcast.net and uh, I'll be happy to, to give it a listen and go through it. And, uh, you know, if and when I give you feedback, you know, I will uh, do it along the guidelines that, that I've just uh, talked about. And I encourage anyone else who needs to uh, give criticism to follow uh, that particular uh, way of doing it. So, again, don't let criticism bother you. Uh, you know, you have to realize criticism for what it is. It's something that uh, you can learn from. It's something you can grow from. And get excited. You know, get excited when, when someone uh, gives you a suggestion about how to be better. You know, because it's all, it's all about uh, honing your craft, improving your craft. That's what we all strive for. And I think anything that's out there that can make you better is something that should be embraced and, you know, have fun with it. Have fun with it. You know, don't, let, don't ever let criticism bother you. And remember the points that, that I talked about in that uh, criticism is either constructive or destructive. You know, analyze it for what it is and, uh, you know, grow from it. Become better from it. And uh, I think if you keep those points in mind, it'll help you uh, deal better with uh, any criticism that might come your way. So I'm going to wrap this edition up. Uh, again, I wanted to keep it somewhat short today because I'm on kind of a tight schedule today. I'm headed down to Boston as Merrimack is taken on B. We have uh, UMass Lowell coming to Merrimack tomorrow night. And uh, so I have a lot of uh, work to do, and I'm getting ready to head down to Boston tonight. So I want to thank you all for taking a few minutes to tune in uh, to the podcast. Episode 7 coming up next week, and again, we'll have some great guests going forward. The music on the podcast, Rural Stride by Josh Kirsch and Media Right Productions, and uh, also Daily's Reel by Nat Keefe with the Bowties. I hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode, and please join me next week as we'll come back 
with Episode 7. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and have a great weekend.